Welcome to Season 2 of the Blue Green Vacations Peak Performance Podcast. In Season 1, we interviewed winning leaders and top performers across the nation. We listened to their stories about navigating struggle and success. We gathered knowledge about winning processes at our top performing sites in the nation. And we collected leadership insights to help us all become stronger. This season, it's a whole new ballgame. We're keeping what you love, but welcoming some new segments as we tackle the topics you want to hear. So fasten your seatbelts as we dive in and level up. It's time to share happiness one podcast at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engine! Wow! Go, 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 go. Go Jackie, it's podcast day. Go Wayne, it's podcast day. Go Jay, it's podcast day. Well, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what time it is, but you know what time it is. It is podcast day, as Wayne likes to say. And I am Jay McGowan, along with... I am Jackie Disher. <laughs> And I am Wayne Rickman. Welcome. That's what happens, Jackie. That's what happens when we have too much fun. <laughs> I'm just all over the place. But listen, I was dancing. Yes, absolutely. So welcome everybody to season two of the Peak Performance Podcast. We are very excited today. We have some special uh, hosts. They're going to help us out. But before we get into that, really quickly, Jackie Wayne, we're a couple uh, episodes in. What's been the feedback? Wayne, why don't you take this for now? Well, I'll tell you, you know, what I love is that people are hungry for it. What I love is getting texts when people say, what do you mean they're every other week now? What do you mean that we had to wait all this time? So, you know, it seems like you get one or the other. There's people that only had a couple of them, but the ones who've listened to all 24 like me um, are addicted to it. I literally listened to the one being released today, uh, this morning. I listened to another one last night on the way home from work. And so... I'm just very grateful for the two hosts that are joining us today and the direction the podcast is going is really making a difference out in the field. Yeah. And Jay, I had somebody that was in a training class this week, reach out to me on Facebook messenger. Cause we don't have, we used to work together like, you know, a decade ago, more than a decade ago. And uh, this person said they were listening to one of the podcasts to Rustin's podcast in the training class. And he reached out to how awesome it was and how obviously Rustin is a beast. And I was like, yep, he's, he's pretty amazing. And, uh, it was, it was great because no one else in the industry truly is doing this. So we're, we're groundbreaking, breaking and, uh, living out our core value of innovation right yes. here, right now. Yes, so I yes. love it. And a big shout out, shout out to, uh, Valerie Koshman for, you know, she actually gave us a nice little, uh, a nice little plug on our national call. She talked about, yeah. uh, Rustin's uh, podcast. So, Valerie, hello. What's going on? Shout out to you. <laughs> anyway, guys, let's uh, go to a couple uh, segments, and then we're going to come back, and I know you guys are excited about our two co-hosts today, so let's just jump into a couple segments and come right back. Let's do it. Join me as we celebrate this week's Blue Green Shining Star of the Week. Shine bright like a diamond Shine bright like a diamond. Hi, I'm Krista Stewart, and this week's Blue Green Shining Star is Evan Sutton. 
Evan is the training coordinator based out of the Knoxville Sales and Marketing Headquarters. After over a decade with Blue Green in various departments from resort ops to sales, Evan has become an integral part of our performance development team. He keeps all of us organized, helps us think strategically when planning rollouts of new programs, and above all else, takes on any task he's given with a high level of responsibility and care. Evan, we couldn't do what we do without you. Thank you for all you do. For weekly wins with Jackie Disher. Today's weekly win comes from a sales manager and his team at Castleton Square Mall in Indianapolis. Sales manager Kwaku Larby and his team finished February at 263% of budget. And if you think that's great, check this out. The reason they're on today's podcast as a weekly win is because they were the only site in the entire retail sales team to hit 300% of budget in the month of March. Kwaku and team, you are rock solid champions. Keep up the great work making Blue Green Vacations the place to be. Jay, back to you. Hey Alexa. What time is it? It's now time for the Motivational Minute with Wayne Rickman. Please hold for a very important message. One of the major distinctions between average performers and championship performers is your own belief system. Average people tend to be a product of their mental programming from childhood. People of influence such as parents, teachers, coaches, and leaders, and others were the primary builders and shapers of our early beliefs. In most cases, this programming is limited because it comes from people who believe they are limited. That's why average people are saddled with a set of beliefs that are more about survival than success. The average have been programmed to avoid pain, which promotes a playing not to lose mentality. World-class performers were raised with the same beliefs, but learned to reprogram themselves along the way. Champions know how to develop empowering beliefs and invest a substantial amount of time solidifying our beliefs, mostly through our own self-talk. With this guidance, we know that reprogramming is a never-ending activity. Some call it positive brainwashing. What you need to know is you can because you think you can. I'm out. One minute of motivation complete. Thank you, Wayne. Okay, we're back. That was awesome, man. I mean, come on. The win, (laughs) that was a huge win. I mean, positivity, Wayne, that was just awesome. And then talking about Evan, oh, my goodness, we love Evan. I mean, guys, I mean, this that was just a home run segment. Jay, Go ahead. we get to work with Evan every single day, and uh, he has been such an incredible member of our team, helpful. Um, no, nothing is too much for him, Wayne. You, you, what do you have to say about Evan? Well, you know, a lot of people don't know that Evan was handpicked to be a part of the iAdvance program that he's been a manager, assistant manager at a couple different resorts, that he's been in sales, he's been in marketing. And to have him on the performance development team, I'm telling you, in a very short period of time, he has become the glue that holds all of us together. So Evan, from all of us to you, from all of Blue Green, thank you for helping us go places we've never been. Yes, thank yes. you for what you do. And, that, and Jackie, that win. We, I mean, we, we got to talk about it just for a second. That 300%. is just huge. 300%. Holy cow. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I can't wait to meet Kwaku and his team because it wasn't just him. He He's the leader of that team and it's always the leader, right, Wayne? It is. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that um, they had some incredible performances on that team to, to make that happen. So kudos to that entire team at Castle, Castleton Square Mall. Look, as a tie-in to what we talked about, you know, there for 60 seconds, Jay, they just didn't believe in the budget. They look yeah. at the budget and said, who cares? Yeah. Like if you're limited by budget, that's a self-imposed belief, right? You got to look at it and say, we're going to crush that. It, don't compare your performance to budget. Compare your performance to what other people are doing. So if you're not at 300%, you better figure out what they're doing. Absolutely. That goes right along with your motivational minute, right? Yes, it's perfect. And speaking <laughs> don't, of- Don't limit yourself. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of motivational minutes and just winning and superstars- Man, that leads us right into our two guest co-hosts today. Definitely Amen. our sh- shining stars, champions, all the above. So, Wayne, if you will. So, you think about this team and you think about what they accomplished last year in retail package sales merging with marketing. They had a $31 million performance um, this time last year. So they budgeted 41 million. Like who does that in the first quarter from 31 to 41? And guess what, Jay? They're at 47 million. Oh my god. So they went from 31 prior year to a budget of 41. They're driving 47 million in volume. If you think about our overall arching expectations this year, they're probably gonna achieve somewhere in the third of a billion dollars. So I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to have one of our new uh, VPs, only six of these hand-selected roles. Um, two of them were internal. One of them is Jason Belargin. Jason, welcome to the Peak Performance Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And Jason's partner in crime, someone who spent the whole week with him out in Denver, Jennifer King Porter. Jason, Jennifer, Jackie, Jay. Hey, I'm the only one without a J name. <laughs> welcome to the Peak Performance Podcast. Welcome. Hi, Wayne. Yeah, thanks. Great to be here. Great to be here. <laughs> it's a prerequisite to have a J name before you can make it on the podcast. That is right. So somehow Wayne just made it through. <laughs> and we thought about taking the W and making it a J, but it didn't work. Jane. Exactly. Oh, we crack ourselves. So Jason, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? You've got a lot of tenure in retail package sales. You, you know, you got to spend some time with Jennifer recently, but give us an idea. Um, of your background and where you see this thing going. And um, we got a couple topics that Jackie especially wants to bring up, but tell us a little about your background first. Yeah, well, um, like a lot of people, uh, I did not plan to get into timeshare, but found myself taking a job with what was then known as Fairfield Resorts back in 2004 as a frontline sales rep. Um, I was terrible at it in the beginning. Thankfully, I, I worked with people who believed in me and and brought a confidence out in me that made me believe in myself and eventually became very good at it. Uh, That led eventually to me coming to Blue Green in 2007 as a sales rep, again, as an entry level, $9 an hour plus commission working in St. Louis, Missouri, which is where I'm from. Been an area manager, uh, regional director for the last four years working in the West Coast, and now vice president of the Mountain West, which is all the stores that we have in the central U.S., Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, and New Mexico. Uh, as far as where it's going, you know, I'm, I'm Wayne. I I love your nuggets, and I'm gonna steal one. Uh, something you have said on a couple podcasts 
that your new mindset will cost you your old beliefs. Yes. Um, we've had <laughs> we've had a lot of success in retail. We, we've developed a lot of great leaders. Um, and what what's really interesting is what's happening now with the integration into sales and marketing and meeting some of the just outrageous talent that we have on what used to be called that company, right? Because we were two separate things. Now that it's one thing, what, what I'm seeing is how inspired I am by the success that we're having in sales and marketing and what that's making me do to my belief about what we can do in retail. Of course, we've got new training. We've got the PACE training that Jennifer King Porter's created that you're going to hear about on this podcast. And it, it's the best training we've ever had by, by not a little bit, by, by a mile. And so I, I look at all the things that are happening right now. These are seeds that are going to be harvested at some point in the very near future. And I'm just glad I'm here at the time that I'm here because it's going to be fantastic. Amen. Jennifer, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Sure. Um, I have uh, 13 years in timeshare. I started out in uh, frontline sales. Wasn't the greatest for me. <laughs> the, the recruiter said, you need to start out in marketing. I said, no, 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 no. I have my real estate license. I'm going into, I know what this pays. My husband does this. <laughs> um, and so uh, she was right. I should have started out in marketing and built my way there. And, uh, and I've had success ever since. I went to uh, Wyndham to start my marketing career and I never looked back. And I cut my teeth at uh, Bonnet Creek. And um, that was one of the greatest experiences I had. And then I was recruited to Diamond Resorts where I really took off. You know, that experience um, took me into leadership, took me into programs, and I found myself in training, which I love, you know, the behind the scenes support. Uh, I always love bringing new people onto my teams as a marketing manager and um, just sitting down and, and booking tours with them and selling packages and um, getting out there and, and being in the trenches. That always was fun for me and motivating and seeing them succeed and get those aha moments that, yes. you know, they, they, the light bulb turns on and then all of a sudden they take a freight train, they just get going. Uh, so uh, I've been in, let's see, training now for six years and it's, it's just been a really great ride so far. Well, now that you know that we have some very competent people on this call to talk about yes. these, I am really excited to get into it because leadership development is the future of Blue Green. And so there's people out there that are starting as sales reps that are just cutting their teeth in this business, whether it's in retail or on the sales floor in frontline um, or in in-house um, or even in our marketing department, um, our in-house marketing department or our OPC department. And some of those people know that they want to do more than that eventually. So our topic that we want to talk about today is what do I need to do if I'm one of those people? If I want to be a future leader of Blue Green, um, what do I need to do to take, take myself from a sales rep to a sales manager, whether it's running uh, Bass Pro, a Cabela's or elsewhere? Um, and, and, and if I'm on the sales floor right now on one of our timeshare sales floors, what do I need to do to build myself into a manager role? And of course, from that level up as well. So Jay, I mean, why don't you why don't you get us started with something that you've you've held lots of different leadership roles. Um, I figure you, I'll throw it to you first to to say what's one nugget that you know is a non-negotiable for somebody that is a sales rep right now that wants to grow into a leader. Well, thank you for throwing it over here. Uh, <laughs> yes, so yes, so Jackie, uh, you know that's that's a, it's, it's actually a great question because a lot of there's a lot of sales rep reps out there right now that are listening that definitely want to go into leadership and they always and you know the one thing that I'll say 
that helped me greatly was you do you 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 do the job before you get the job. Oh my God! Mm. Right? Amen. Right. So Amen. so you don't wait to get the job. You if you want so if you're a sales agent and you want to be a manager. You should start, you know, you should already be going to, you know, your site leaders and letting them know that one and doing things that managers do, whether that's just uh, helping out back in and tables if you're allowed to do that, whatever it is, uh, some of the manager responsibilities, start doing those things prior to getting the job. So you already, you know, it's like you're already interviewing for the job before they even post a job. And I think that's, that's something that Dusty said once before, yeah, right? Yeah. Was, yes. uh, you know, people don't realize that the interview really doesn't matter because you're interviewing now. Yes. <laughs> like you know, I, li I literally told Taylor Sartain that yesterday. She's got this beautiful new job. Congratulations yes. for your promotion, Taylor. Yes. But she was doing what that job was before the job even came to be. And that's exactly how it happens. Isn't that right, Jason? Absolutely. And I, I think, too, uh, of course, I can share my own thoughts, but I think about Red Bowling's podcast where he talks about, uh, and, and again, like you say, Wayne, success leaves clues, right? Red's a senior VP, highly successful, 20 plus years of experience. And he talked about uh, people who are in a role and they want to get to the next level, but they want to get to the next level because they want to stop doing what they've been doing. They want to oh get off the God. table. They, so uh, true. Or a store manager wants to get off the sales floor and they want to stand behind the computer and just input sales. Uh, doesn't work like that, does it? Um, and, and so I think about that and I, and I also think about, you know, in terms of what I see or what I would evaluate in somebody that's considering moving up and, and is expressing the desire to do that. Um, what I often am looking at is not their sales performance. Yes, they have to have a certain level of competency, right? Because you're teaching others, you're developing others. But the biggest thing I'm looking for is how well do you manage yourself? Um, yes. People go through all kinds of things on a daily basis. Life, kids, spouses, friends, finances, all those things. And so when I look at a top sales rep that's maybe doing 17 sales one week and then six sales the next week and then 18 one week and then four the next week, what I'm saying is somebody who's not managing their emotions very well. And you, if you've ever worked for someone like that, I think we probably all have. It's a roller coaster. You're walking on eggshells. Yep. I don't want to work for someone like that. I want to work for somebody who I know exactly what I'm getting every day, who's level-headed, who is going to give me a firm foundation to stand on. And, and when you're a sales rep trying to get promoted or a manager trying to become an area director, what, what you might not realize is you're on stage all the time. Fact. People are watching. Your team is watching you. Your peers are watching you. When I see someone who's mastered consistency, then I know they've mastered that part of their emotional intelligence. And that's a great candidate to lead others. Awesome. Boom. Wow. Jen, what do you think? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I think you have to perform. You know, I think I think you have to lead by example. I think that um, you have to actually do the job to to get to go to the next level. Also, you have to show competency. But um, you know, I think that you have to lead by example first and foremost. You have to have that business acumen. You have to have the drive to want to do it to do more. Um, and not to be told to do it either. So, you know, you have to, to do it on your own. It's something that is self-driven because we know sales uh, associates, they're not all built to be leaders either. It's just because they hit their top performing numbers and, and they hit budget and all of that. And all of that it doesn't mean that they're going to be the best leaders, too. So, you know, they have to also want it. That is so good, and that's 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 correct. I, you know, I want to switch for just a second, Jackie, and and I want to ask uh, Jason and uh, 
Jennifer, this question, if if there's a sales agent out there, and I'm talking on the from the resort side, they're selling the packages, meaning at the resorts. Uh, and let's say it's just maybe not going as well as they like for whatever reason. What's your thought process on someone like that transitioning to retail sales, giving retail sales a try and vice versa? Somebody that's in retail sales that for whatever reason, it's not working out for them. And again, it could be a lot of different things and them possibly transitioning on the other side and actually and staying within the company. I just want to know your thoughts on that because I know that happens. And instead of losing people, I just want to know your, your thought process on maybe trans transitioning someone. I think that's a, I think that's great. I think everyone should we like cross pollinate. Right. Um, and they're very capable where I came from, uh, my past point of reference, we did both at the same time. Not only did we book tours, but we sold packages at the same time and we were held to those performance standards and we were, you know, uh, killing it on both ends. So it's, it's possible and, and it should, it, it should happen because it helps to grow themselves yes. also gets them out into different areas where it make it can make them a better leader. It can make them a better sales associate. It can make them a better anything. Um, and then they realize skills that can um, transcend and, and grow them in different uh, places around the organization and different departments. Um, so that's a it's a really great thing for them to to grow. And doesn't growing doesn't mean that you have to be a leader. Growing can mean you go to different departments and you master yes. something, and and that makes the best leader when you right. can can get all kinds of different information and you can sell different ways and you you learn the organization. That makes a great leader when you, you make lateral moves. Sometimes it yeah. helps to continue to break down the silos yes. that we talked yeah. about in early podcasts. Um, that blue green was was sort of guilty of having, I guess, and that we all knew needed to be broken down. And so the retail revival is is a huge part of that. But Jay, what a great question because yes. you know in, in this labor market to keep people on board and say i love working for blue green this part is just not working out what a what a great question to ask jason what are your thoughts on that well what what you just mentioned about the silos going down is in the 15 years that i've been here all in retail i have not seen cross-pollination like jennifer was describing until the last six months as we folded in. And so I know there's people listening to this podcast who are maybe not in a leadership position or a senior leadership position who wouldn't have an awareness of just what's been happening. But just over the last few weeks, we've had an area manager from retail that was made a director of marketing down in Florida, Pierre. Amen. Highly Amen. successful. Started as a sales rep in Tulsa, got promoted, got promoted again, and now he's going over sales and marketing. We also have one of our in-house managers from St. Augustine, Zach Rock, who was just promoted to be the regional director in retail marketing out in Colorado. So these these opportunities, they're not just in theory, they're happening right now. Yes. And and not just for people who are maybe like like you said, Jay, who it's maybe not working on the front lines, maybe not working in retail. Can I look at something else? Absolutely. We've had people that have made that transition within the industry over the years plenty of times and they found their success by making that move. Amen. What's really interesting and what's happening in Blue Green right now is you're seeing the high performers, top leaders that are making that transition to take the next step in their career. And what it what it simply means is those limits, those guardrails that were put on your development opportunities if you were a retail marketing associate a year ago, six months ago. Well, I, I can maybe move up and no, you, you can do anything in this huge organization that we have. 
I just think sky's the limit. If you want to do it, if you want to get after it, man, yeah. how many opportunities we have now compared to what we had even two months ago. It's really fantastic. Yeah. It's very exciting. And, you know, when you mentioned the word 15 years, um, being at Blue Green, it really hit me hard because I was totally jacked up that you decided to take five days out of your schedule and sit through the Passport to Peak Performance, the PACE version, which is retail package sales, so that you could understand what's going on the field. And the reason I say this, Jason, is because I have reached out to people. There's a lot of tenure in Blue Green, 15 years, 17 years, 19 years. Had one the other day, 21 years. And I said, when's the last time you sat in a training class? And they said, 21 years ago. So my hats are off to you. All of our hats are off to you for sitting in the class with Jennifer and her team. Can you share just two minutes on or three minutes? What was what was your experience seeing the um, sales excellence journey, which has served us well, but it's time for that to retire and seeing a new perspective of the PACE program and what the Passport to Peak Performance is going to do for our future? Well, I think it's first important to acknowledge the anxiety that exists around any kind of change, right? So anytime we come up with something new, and especially because retail's been so siloed over the years, that that anybody that comes in with something new, there's there's, and I've been guilty of this or much earlier in my career where I don't want to be told to do something new. I'm already good at what I'm doing, right? You got to <laughs> yeah. give up your old beliefs. Yeah. So, so okay. So I heard about Jen and I, I knew of her reputation and everybody to a person that's met her and worked. Oh, she's phenomenal. She's fantastic. I've got the chance to meet Alan Hart, William McClendon, two of our regional training managers, know their talent, but you still go into that. Even, even as a senior leader, you, you, you want to see is the substance there. Is it really as good as so so I go to the train because I want to get my eyes on it, one, for that reason, but also because I want to be able to deliver it after, after the training is given by Jen. It doesn't work if the leadership isn't implementing it afterwards. Absolutely. It's not what you do in the week of training. It's what you do in the weeks and yes. months afterwards. Yes. Powerful. So, so, I, so I go and sit through the training and it's five days at, or, or whatever it is. And what I came away with, and I shared this with my team yesterday, we had our first full business unit meeting at the Mountain West region. And what I shared with the team, it's not just that it's the best we've ever had. I'll give you a couple of reasons why it's the best. Um, first one is, and, and if you work for another timeshare company in the industry, you may have gotten psychology of sales training. But you know, in retail marketing, we've never done that. We've never done high level psychology of sales training. It's built in the pace. It, it, it demonstrates a way of, and a, and a method of our associates who are selling, even people who've never sold before, to understand how to think when they're in the middle of overcoming objections, for example. And we were talking to the team about that yesterday. If you're a top performer, you're not thinking of your script when you get an objection. You're not thinking of, okay, what are the words I'm supposed to say? What you're thinking of is you're problem solving in real time. What is the best way for me to take this customer's problem and show them that the solution is this vacation that we have to offer? Amen. And the pace training ties all that together in a way where it teaches how to think, not what words to say, how to think in the moment. We've never had that before. Um, it builds better credibility on the company. I, I mean, you're not here for 10 years, 15, 20 years, like a lot of us, if you don't really believe in not just what we do, but our purpose, about sharing happiness, about the company culture. And our training in the past, it, the, the section that talked about who is Blue Green and what is timeshare and what's the purpose of what we do, it was about five minutes and we spend a whole day 
on culture and Amen. brand identity and what's the purpose of what we do and, and how do we change people's lives? And those of us who've been here for a long time, whether you're a frontline sales rep, in-house sales rep, you know that. But take the take the guy or gal who never has never done anything like this before. They've done maybe retail sales. They worked for Walmart or they they were a restaurant server, a bartender, or they sold car. They've never done anything like this. When they take the job, we've had we've all gone through this as leaders where we hire someone, we think, and we tell our manager, it's gonna be the best, best rep ever. They're gonna be the next, next. Uh, superstar, the next President's Club winner. And then the second day, they quit. And it's not because we don't have phenomenal training in the past. It's because we didn't do enough to build confidence and belief in our purpose and our vision and our culture. And that's another thing the PACE training does a phenomenal job of is it helps you really see not just that you made the right decision when you took this job, but look at how much opportunity exists here and look at how, how much we operate with integrity and look at what kind of a culture we have. And when you see all that on day one, in the back of your head, you must be thinking, oh my gosh, where was this job five years ago? Where was this opportunity 10 years ago? Because if I'd known about it, I would have been here. It's never existed before. And, and so I know I'm, I'm giving a lot of detail to that, but what I was so impressed with was, was how it built buy-in, how it built credibility in the organization, the psychology of sales training, and teaching reps how to think, none of which were done at a high level in previous iterations of the training. So if you can imagine what we've done before success-wise sure. with that, what we might do with PACE. Well, if you think about a dark store and you think about putting babies in a dark store, your early expectations are 60, 70, 80%. You know, how long is it going to take for them to get up to, to I don't want to use the word, but the word PACE, right? But at this particular point, out of that class, staffing a dark store that immediately went to 115%, Jennifer King Porter, this is your baby. How does it feel to make, how does it make you feel to hear Jason talk about what you're out there driving in the field? Share with us your journey on, on really taking this from scratch and creating what you created that's out in the field right now that's making an impact on leaders like Jason. And oh, by the way, Jason, if you didn't hear it, just threw out the gauntlet to everybody in the company that not only do you need to sit in your training, not only do you be able to know your training, you have to be able to deliver your training because the aftermath is more important than the four or five days that we spend together. But Jennifer, share, share your thoughts with us. How are you feeling emotionally now hearing a, a VP talk about uh, this process? I'm elated, <laughs> you know, and it's so important that the leadership um, are participatory in all of the trainings. Um, and it's important because, you know, we want that buy-in. We want them to see everything. We want them to um, carry that message out in the field. So we have a consistent, sustainable training um, that's going to serve the, the retail package division uh, for years to come. And of course, the training is always going to evolve. We're always going to get better. So it's, you know, as, as our processes change, as things change, we're always going to get better but to have that foundation um, is really important. Um, so I, you know, <laughs> thanks Jason for all the kudos, but you know, when you talk about who we are as an organization, it's really important because we know sales and marketing and Wayne, we always say this is a, is a transfer of emotions. And so if we don't believe in what we're selling, if we don't believe in our industry, if we don't uh, believe in what we're doing, uh, the results will not show. And uh, we have to have that passion when we're selling. And so uh, to build that into the training was, um, was really key. And, and then everything else kind of falls 
And the place you get that excitement, you get their, you, they, they understand what the culture is. They understand what we're trying to do. You give them that knowledge. And then the sales training, it's just, it just gets them excited because now they want to perform and now they want to get out there and start producing. So um, I love all the support we've had across uh, the organization doing these PACE trainings uh, so far. And so uh, thanks, Jason, for the kudos. I want to say something because I think that for those that haven't spent time in training and as our passport to peak performance on the um, timeshare sales side continues to roll out in pilot and everything. Um, I think that one of the strongest recruiting tools that we have is retaining who we already have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, that is definitely a metric, although it's been a, a, a fairly small number in terms of the entire retail package sales team recruiting um their jobs our recruiting team led by chrissy nye like their job gets that much easier when we can do a better job of initial training belief system like jason was talking about helping them think through um, not just the words to say but why they're saying the words i know that we've seen a dramatic increase in retention of our reps and you can imagine on a on a greater scale how much that's going to mean long term in this labor market so jen do you want to speak to to that for a minute with the retention numbers of course um you know it's very difficult to to go out and recruit in the numbers uh with the numbers that chrissy nice team's putting out there it's, it's difficult to find these people and so yeah. We need, and they're good people. So we need to retain them and we need to have something that when they onboard, they feel excited about where they're going. Uh, that That's that's half the game there. Um, they wanna trust the company that they're gonna be a part of. They wanna feel like they're gonna be successful. And so when they get out there, we need them to taste success right away. When they, when they come out of training, they go right to the floor. So uh, it's, they, they have a Friday off, they go out on Saturday. We want them to see the volume and when we want them to start producing, we want them to start getting out there and, and getting their feet wet and they do. And they've been coming out with, um, we want three to five sales in the first week and they've been coming out uh, swinging. So we've, we've seen really great success. So, you know, we're sitting right now, uh, we've, <laughs> last year we had a 400% turnover, <laughs> right? In retail, that's, yeah. That's right, you know, there was nothing really, the glue isn't there. Right now we're sitting at a, a average about almost 60% retention. Awesome. So, you know, we're keeping, we're keeping our people and that's really important and they're seeing success. Yeah, I look at Jason's store too, you know, he had brand new leaders at the Thornton and Lone Tree and uh, the, the, they're already at 115% um, at budget, right? They, right? they hit their budget with all brand new people. In the first 30 days. And that's immediately in the first 30 after. days. So. Now, right, right out of class. But if you if you wow. quantify that, Jackie, 65% retention on an annualized basis, right? So you're talking about just a little over 100% turnover, maybe 115 to 130% turnover annually compared to 400. So it's really three times as effective. And to Jason's point, they're coming out swinging. I mean, they're they're to come out of a class like that from Colorado and and Georgia and Illinois and and all the places that Jen's team has been going so far. It's just great. And and again, uh, I cannot say this too many times during this podcast, Jason. Without leaders like you in the field, getting in the trenches and saying, "I want to know what's going, so I can support what's going," but more importantly, I can teach it. Uh, back to Red Red Bowling's podcast. That's not a guy who made a VP because he doesn't want to train. 
This is a guy who became a VP because he wants to support the training process and then continue to teach it. So props to both of you for your partnership. You two are an example that everybody listening to this podcast needs to follow. Whether you're a leader or whether you want to become a leader, it's partnerships like this that really matter, right, Jay? Yeah, and you know what? I hate to be the one to press the brakes on this speeding blue-green race car. But, but we have to, we have to, uh, you know, we appreciate uh, Jason and we appreciate Jennifer so much, uh, but we, we have, to, I, I hate to end it, but we have to bring this to a close. But here's the thing. This is a multi-part conversation. We can't cover this conversation in one podcast, but we can cover this conversation and topic in multiple parts. And this is just part one. So we're gonna be doing uh, multiple parts this year and this season. But with that being said, Jennifer, you're a rock star. Jason, you're a rock star. Uh, we wanna, uh, you know, we, 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 we just wanna say thank you for everything you guys do for the company. You really appreciate it. And before we let you go, we're gonna bring back a segment that Jackie, Jackie, I guess this has been requested. We did this, we did this uh, segment last season and we decided this season, well, maybe we'll, we'll back off a little bit, but that's not gonna happen because everyone likes this segment. So we're gonna bring back the, uh, the hot seat with Jackie Disher. Everybody likes that. Uh, and here's what's cool about this one, Jackie and Wayne. I don't, neither, no one on this call has a clue what Jackie's gonna ask. Sometimes we will have a little clue. I don't, as a matter of fact, we don't even know who she's gonna ask. It could be any of us she could put on the hot seat. Jackie can put anyone on the hot seat. So with that being said, Jackie, I'm gonna just go right into it and let you uh, uh, do the hot seat. Here we go. Everybody on the call, you're possibly on the hot seat with Jackie Disher. <laughs> Because we don't Jason's know. face right now. Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, back by popular demand. Okay, well, Jason, I'm coming to you, my friend, because you know you're you're you've got a promotion. You're a VP. You are um, an amazing leader and a, an amazing partner. So I'm coming to you on this one. So my question is this, and it's not actually a hard one. So, whew, you know, you're gonna be good. Um, what are two things that are must dos? on your bucket list? Wow. <laughs> um, oh man. Uh, I want to stay in one of those overwater bungalows in someplace like Tahiti or Fiji, where you can see the, the fish swimming underneath your feet yes. on the glass floor. <laughs> Definitely got to do that. Love and it. one day, if I'm, I go? if I'm lucky enough, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to go completely the opposite direction because that's relaxing, soothing. And then the other thing is one day I would love nothing more than to sit in, in a Formula One car and do a Ooh. lap in a Formula One car, 200 okay. miles an hour. That would that's be something. Awesome. We could possibly wow. make that happen with our, <laughs> with our relationship with NASCAR. Have you heard of NASCAR? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be a blast. That would be so much fun. Okay, well, you didn't think, Jennifer, I was going to not ask you that question. So actually, you're going to get a double. So Jen, what are two things on your bucket list? Must do's. 
Oh my gosh. Ah. So, She's back there relaxing, going, yeah. oh, they're picking on Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I'm relaxed. Good job. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> um, one of them is I want to take a train ride across Canada. Ooh. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted wow. to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one is I would like to do the same thing as Jason. I want to get on one of those bungalows and I want to see the fish. Uh, I, I've always wanted to do that uh, also. So that's that's very one. cool. Hey, 20, can... 20 grand, no problem. Just write a check. <laughs> yeah, well, right. that's what I was going to say, Wayne. Like you can do a couples retreat deal. Um, that you remember <laughs> that that movie, right? So you can do that and spend the 20 grand or they actually have them in Mexico now. I can't remember which city, which destination, but look it up. There are some that are less expensive to do it in Mexico. So you might be able to make that dream come true Amen. a little sooner than you thought. So. I'm, glad, I'm glad both of you wanted to at least take a trip somewhere, right? Yeah. The theme of what we're doing, right? So good for you. That is awesome. Well, listen, guys, again, thank you so much for everything you do for the company. Amen. And we we definitely appreciate you. And we definitely, you are now honorary uh, co-host on the Peak Performance Podcast. So we will definitely reach back out to you to bring you back on to podcast. With that being said, I know for a fact that everyone on the call is down with BGV. So we're going to go out on our outro song. Thank you. You're done with BGV? Yeah.